Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. Welcome to the teaching of the Word of God. I'm so glad that you come and listen to this teaching, and I believe that the Lord will teach you so many important principles, and you shall be victorious people. You shall overcome any problem in your life because your God is the victorious God, and He is in you, and He will help you, and all things are possible with God. Today we will learn keys. To overcoming, let us pray. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, for teaching us, and we love you. We want to really give you all the glory, honor, and praises, Lord. We want to live a life that glorify your name, Lord. Teach us and show us your way, your truth, and your truth shall set us free. And you shall, Lord, give us more faith, more understanding, more wisdom, and insight. We love you so much, Lord. We ask you, Lord, to anoint our ears to hear what the Spirit wants to say to us, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, Amen. You have learned in the past few sessions about problems in life. You learned that there are many reasons why we face different kinds of problems in this world, and in this session. I would like to talk about biblical principles of how to overcome problems in life or how to walk in victory. So we're going to have the keys to open the door of victory and overcoming any kind of problem. I would like to give you the first key that we can see in the scriptures. The first key is that. We should have the right attitude or the right heart. When we talk about the heart, I'm not talking about this physical heart that is pumping the blood to the body. We are talking about our inner being, our spirit, and we should have the right attitude in our heart or in our spirit in order to. Overcome any struggling or any attack or problems in life. We need to really guard our heart. Overcoming problem can happen when we really watch our inner attitude. In Proverbs chapter four, verse twenty-three, the Bible say, "Above all else, guard your heart, for it is the wellspring of life." This. Scripture tell us that our heart attitude is very important because our attitude in the heart will produce something in our life. That's why the Bible say our hearts are the wellspring of life. If we have wrong attitudes, or wrong kind of heart, or wrong kind of spirit, such as bitter spirit or bitter heart, hatred, jealousy. Doubt, being negative, being doubtful toward the Lord, being sad, 
being upset or angry, we will definitely face many problems, and it will be difficult for us to overcome any problem. In order to overcome the problems of our life, we need to check the attitude of our heart all the time. If our attitude is biblical or is right before the eyes of the Lord, we will have victory, no matter how big the problems are. We will not be defeated easily. The Bible teaches us so many times that we need to guard our heart and watch what we think. From the treasure of this heart, it will come out with our words and our action. Our heart's attitude control our words and actions. And when we have wrong hearts, our words will be wrong. For example, if we have doubt, we're going to speak always words of doubt and unbelief. You have victory by faith, and if you keep speaking doubt, how can you have victory? If you Don't watch your heart; you can get into big trouble. Philippians chapter four, verse eight. The Bible say, "Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue." And if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. So we need to make sure that our heart focus on the truth. The truth comes from the Bible. Therefore, we need to study and meditate on the Bible, on the Word of God. We need to listen to the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit will reveal to us the truth in the Bible and the truth about. Ourselves, for example, I need to know the truth about myself. If I think that I can be a good cameraman, but I cannot because that is not my talent and my gift, and I keep doing the picture taking and using the camera, the picture will not come out very well, and then I will create some problems with my activity because I'm not good at taking picture. With cameras, so I need to know the truth about myself that I'm not a cameraman. I may be good at performing brain surgery, but I'm not good at photography. So you need to know the truth about yourself, the truth around us, the truth in the Bible, and the truth that comes from the Holy Spirit. We need to always meditate on the things that are lovely, praiseworthy. Honorable, noble, praiseworthy. If we think about something bad, negative, or unhonorable, or lies of the enemy, or some deception, we can get into big trouble. Galatians chapter six, verses seven to eight. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. For He who sows to his flesh will also of the flesh reap corruption, but he who sows to the Spirit, mean the Holy Spirit, will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. 
we need to make sure that we don't yield our heart to our flesh. Our flesh is full of sinful nature that came from Adam and Eve. The sinful nature will lead us to have the wrong heart. I would like to read the scripture to show you the example of the works of the flesh that can negatively impact our heart. And when our heart follows the sinful nature, we're going to get into problems and defeat, corruption, death, loss, poverty, failure. Galatians chapter 5 verses 19 to 23. Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, reveries, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. You can see that there are two things that go opposite way. The fruit of the Holy Spirit and the work of the flesh. We need to yield to the Holy Spirit, examine our heart, and let the Holy Spirit control our heart attitude to be full of love, joy, peace, long-suffering, patience, kindness, mercy, goodness. We should really walk with the Spirit 24-7. Am I a human being? Yes. Do I have some time wrong attitude inside me? Yes, because I'm still living in the flesh here, my flesh. I'm still growing spiritually to become more like Jesus Christ, but I'm not like Jesus complete yet. But every time the Holy Spirit warns me that, Son, I think you have a wrong attitude right now. You need to repent. You need to get rid of that wrong attitude from your heart as soon as possible. Fill yourself with the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit warns me, I repent right away. And I say, God, I don't want this wrong attitude, wrong heart, gossiping, jealousy, hatred, thinking about taking advantage of other people, impurity, injustice, or any type of sinful nature. I want to get rid of it right away. I need to fight the spiritual warfare on the inside of my heart. And I want to keep my heart pure, right, full of joy, peace, and love so that I can have victory over any problems in my life. And this is my observation. Anytime I repent and entertain the fruit of the Holy Spirit on the inside of me, God turns the situation around. God gives me the breakthroughs the victory, the good break. Things start to change. He performed miracles for me. Therefore, the first key here 
is to make sure you fill your heart with the truth, with the fruit of the Holy Spirit, with the biblical ideas and principle. Fill your heart with love, kindness, faith, forgiveness, and good heart, and then we will have victory. Philippians chapter four verse thirteen. I can do everything through Him who gives me strength. This scripture talk about faith. You have faith that when you face any kind of problem in life, God can give you strength to go through it with victory. Don't be discouraged. Don't complain. Don't think negative thoughts. Don't yield to doubt, to failure. Think positive. If you get sick, you have some sickness and disease. You say, "I can fight this battle of sickness through Jesus, who gives me strength. I am healed. I'm blessed. I'm victorious." You need to think according to the promises of God, to what belongs to you through Jesus Christ. Don't think negative that I'm gonna die, I will lose, the sickness will get worse, I will not make it, I cannot overcome this addiction. Oh, my marriage life gonna fall apart. Don't entertain the negative thoughts at all. Guard your heart to think. About victory, the promises of God, the faithfulness of God, the power of God, and His love for you, so that you can have victory. It starts from your heart here. You remember this: God moves His mighty hand when you have the heart of faith and heart of faithfulness toward Him. You have royal heart toward Him, and He's gonna move His mighty hand. To give you victory, we should always walk in faith, and we should always trust in the Lord. And if we have the right heart, we can face all kinds of difficulties without fear. We put our trust and complete confidence in our God, and we will have victory every time. That is the first key to victory or to overcoming. The second key is that. We need to follow the biblical principle. We need to know what the Word of God says, how to handle things in life according to what the Bible teaches us. We have learned already in the past lesson that the root of all kinds of problem in life is sin. If we attempt to solve problems by our own ways. Our own human sinful way, or by using worldly principles, we will find out that we can get only temporary solution, and the problem will come back again, and we may not even have victory at all. The Lord gives us a manual we call the Bible. When you drive a car, you need to use the manual that is produced by the company. That make that car. That manual is fit for that kind of car. In the same way, God created us. He is our Lord. He is our Creator. He has given us 
the manual for our Christian life, for our walk on earth here, and we should approach every situation in life by using the biblical principle that has been given to us by God through the Word of God, not by using our own ways or our own intellects or the standards of this fallen and sinful world. Second Timothy chapter three. 16 to 17, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. The Bible is our standard, is our textbook, is the manual of our life. If we follow what the Bible says, we will always be victorious. The Bible says that when we obey the voice of the Lord our God, the voice of the Lord comes from the Bible and the Holy Spirit, we shall be successful. Everywhere we go, we will be the head, not the tail. In other words, we will not fail or we will not be overcome by the problems. We will be victorious. We will be above, not beneath. We shall be the blessing to the nations. Therefore, Christians who understand this truth love to study the Bible and become doers of the Word of God and follow the biblical principle. I give you some example of how to use the biblical principle. In Matthew chapter 18, verses 15 to 17, If your brother sins against you, go and show him his fault. Just between the two of you, if he listens to you, you have won your brother over. Verse 16, But if he will not listen, take one or two others along, so that every matter may be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. If he refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. Treat him as you would a pagan or a tax collector. You can see here that if you are offended by somebody, the principle in the Bible is not that you bring that problem to tell people around you or gossip about that person or spread the news everywhere to the people who are not involved in the situation. The biblical principle is that if you have problem with somebody, somebody has offended you, mistreated you, You go directly to that person in love, in gentleness, in peace, and communicate by the leading of the Holy Spirit that, you know, brother or sister, I'm hurt by you. You did this to me. Can we stop this? I forgive you. If I offend you, please forgive me as well. Let's clear this situation up. Let's be reconciled to one another. And be friend again. The Bible says that if that person does not listen to you, then you will bring two or three more people to talk to that person. I recommend that those two or three people should be either church leaders or some mature Christians, not new believers or unbelievers. You need to get the help from mature leaders in the church. And if that person does not repent or does not want to be reconciled to you, then 
you give it up to the Lord now. Let the Lord deal with him. And if the sin that he practiced really hurt the whole church, the church may need to ask him to leave the church. That is the biblical principle regarding conflict between you and somebody. How about this? If you really struggle financially, you want to be more prosperous, you want to really pay off your debt and have more than enough to do good deeds for God. What is the biblical principle? Malachi chapter 3, verses 9 to 10. You are under a curse, the whole nation of you, because you are robbing me. Bring the whole tithes into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessings that you will not have enough room for it. You can see from this scripture, the biblical principle of how to come out from poverty. The Lord said that 10% of our income belongs to the Lord. And we should give that 10% of our income back to the Lord. We give that amount of money to the storehouse of God, which means that the church where we belong to, that we receive spiritual food, spiritual care, or if you are in a city where there is no Christian there, or no church to go, you give that 10% to the ministry that feeds you and helps you and pray for you so that the storehouse of God can have more resources and income to produce more food for you. I give you an example. A church in another country, people pay tithes or 10% into that church. And that church received the teaching from New Hope International Church. Everyone listened to our teaching. So the pastor just contacted me yesterday that 10% of his church will be sent to New Hope so that I can use that money to buy equipment, to hire people, to produce more good teaching, to feed people in the world. This is one of the examples that I want to share. I and Pastor Da, when we first got married, we were not rich at all. My salary as a doctor for the Thai government at that time was about $200 a month. Pastor Da, my wife, had the salary from a bank. She worked as a cashier of a bank. And her salary was about $150 a month. And we have one daughter. So we were not rich. We had to pay bills. But after I read Malachi chapter 3, verses 9 to 12, I decided to obey the Lord. I talked to Pastor Da. We're going to give our tithes or our 10% to our local church there. At that time, we were living in the east part of Thailand, and we were members of a Southern Baptist church. So we gave money to that church faithfully. And wow, God really changed things around. God really blessed us. My clinic became the most busy clinic in the whole town. Money flooded into our home many, many times. And God really 
work in the heart of many patients to bring us food, fruits, and vegetable. God feed us and take care of us after we start tithing to the Lord. And not only that, God bless us to come to America to further my education, and we continue to give tithes to the local church here. We first came here to join American Church. It's a charismatic church. We give tithe to that church, and God. Bless me to get the permanent position here, get the promotion and salary. Wow, the promise of God in the book of Malachi chapter three is really true to both Pastor Da and me, and I see that promise become fulfilled in many many members of New Hope International Church. I'm so glad to see that many members here. Obey Malachi chapter three, and God really bless them financially. God bless their family, their children, and their grandchildren. So we should always obey the biblical principle. When we are tempted to sin, remember the word of God in First Corinthians chapter ten verse thirteen. No temptation has seized you except what is common to man. And God is faithful; He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, He will also provide a way out so that you can stand up under it. Proverbs chapter three, verses five to six: Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will make your paths. Straight. From this scripture, we can see that when we face temptations, trials, tests, hardships, problems, we should be calm, full of faith, full of peace, and know that my God gonna give me victory. God gonna give me enough grace to be able to handle these trials, these tests and temptations. I can have victory. God gonna open the door for me to get out of this problem, just like Daniel faced the big test when he was thrown into the lion's den, and God is so faithful, He sent His angel to shut the mouth of the lions, and Daniel came out from the den safely, no scratch on his body. You see, God will come true for you. To help you in a time of temptations, tests, and trials, you don't depend on your own ways. You acknowledge Him, and He will make your path straight. This is the lesson I learned in my life. When I face any problems, I keep my eyes on God, and I say to the Lord, "Lord, I trust you. You have enough grace for me to go through these hardships and these problems right now." You are the miracle-working God. You are the waymaker. You're gonna help me. I acknowledge you. I'm gonna follow your principle. I will keep my heart right. I will follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. I will obey the word of God. I will not compromise. I will not take an easy way out. I will not follow the way of the world. You shall help me. You shall lead me. 
to victory. When I do that, Lord, I know you have mercy on me. One time, my boss told me that I needed to go to Europe, to England, in fact, to be trained over there, which means that I had to leave the church for one year. And I said, God, this problem come to me now. I don't want to leave the church. I don't want to leave my responsibility as a shepherd of the church. And the Lord told me, "You need to be honest with your boss. Don't lie. Trust me. I can perform a miracle for you." So I keep my eyes on the Lord, and I believe God can help me in this situation. I went into his office and told him the truth, "Boss, I cannot go to England for one year. I'm a pastor of the church. Could you please give me an exception?" My boss looked at me and. How can you say this? You have to go to England. I cannot let you get out of this commitment. But the Lord has His way. He sent the assistant professor, his right hand man, to talk to another man who knew about me. And that man talked to this assistant professor that, you know, Doctor Lau, he is a pastor as well, not just only neurosurgeon. That right-hand man of my boss came and talked to him, and my boss became merciful toward me. He heard this from me, and he heard this from his assistant, the associate professor, and he knew that I did not lie. He called me into his office and said, "I will give you exception. You don't need to go to England for one year. I will put you in another hospital, and you will stay here." So I can stay with my church, and I don't have to leave God cheap for one year. You see, I keep my eyes on the Lord. I trust Him. I acknowledge Him. I don't go my own ways. I don't use the worldly way. I believe this trial or test or problem will be resolved, will turn around, or if the devil attack me, I believe that what is meant. Evil to me, God can turn around to be good to me and people around me. Trust in the Lord, follow His biblical principles, keep your heart right, keep your heart in faith, in love, in goodness, mercy, compassion, pleasing the Lord, and you shall have victory. This is lesson number forty-one. I hope that you have listened to lesson number one to lesson forty. If you have not listened, I would like to invite you to do so, and please continue to listen to more teachings in this series. The Lord told me to lay down good foundations for His children in this generation. I would like to ask you a couple questions. The first question: What kind of right? Heart's attitude you should have. Can you write it down? The right attitude. What kind of attitudes that you should have that is considered right and godly? Write it down. I give you example: attitude of faith, attitude of love. Anything else? Write it down. Number two, second question: How you gonna study the Bible? Will you? Learn the biblical principle. Can you share some of the biblical principle that you learn 
from the Word of God. Write it down, the biblical principle that you learn. I give you example, my own homework, for example. This is example. Sometimes I have conflicts with my wife and we start to have some disagreement. And then the biblical principle told me, I need to love my wife. I need to be gentle to her and forgive her. I can practice forgiveness and I will love my wife. So when I use that biblical principle, my marriage will be strong and the conflict is resolved by the hand of God. You see, write down some principles you learn from the scriptures. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord give you super abundant grace and favor, wisdom, faith, love, and victory in Jesus' mighty name. The Lord bless you and try His faith on you and He will give you shalom in Jesus' name. Amen. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. I'm so thirsty.